It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
And thank you to Jacob Seals for that cut, tried and true, available on rsbn.tv and somewhere else too, but I don't know the address for that. Welcome to Cold War Radio, live on our home base, WAAR. We are America Radio, your number one source for streaming political and government talk anywhere. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr., deep down in the bunker in my Smith & Wesson studio in the city of Pittsburgh, from 300 kilometers inside the Arctic Circle. Let's welcome Norway to the program. Good evening, sir. How are you this evening? Good evening, Hutch. This is Norway calling. And, uh, well, we're in the middle of a blizzard right now. I think it's dying down something. But uh, if I disappear suddenly, it could be a power outage. I understand completely. Uh, Probably not as much as you do, but I got you. Uh, please follow me on Spreaker, ladies and gentlemen. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Cold War Radio. Two A's in war, Cold War Radio. You can hear the program on Blueberry, on YouTube, on Roku. Cold War Radio is a proud iHeartRadio program. There's also a Cold War Radio app uh, in your app store, whether iPhone or Android. It's free. Uh, people are liking that. The email to the show is scrtv at live.com, the call-in line, 412-567-1460. The chat room is up and alive on Spreaker. If you go to steelcityresistance.blogspot.com, you can catch all the links you need uh, to go there, and you can catch the show notes links and the research room, and there's a couple videos featured underneath the post for this, for this episode uh, that we're going to talk about in a minute. If you can help, hit the donate button on the side. Uh, Jacob Seals was planned to be on the program tonight, but he had some data issues, uh, so he should be calling in a little bit later. Uh, I'll tell you, just before we get into our main main topic, uh, Norway, the we're living in historic times when it comes to the media. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, I'm watching them, uh, just some of the things they're saying, they're, they're actually making the story about themselves. And it's really the... the uh, I don't know, the pearl clutching and everything else that, that we're witnessing, uh, it's making them fall apart. They don't have a very a very good character, a very good foundation, it seems like. A little bit of controversy, and they're right off the rails. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, I, uh, I really don't know what's going on uh, with the media. Now, the big story today was uh, that Milo... Yiannopoulos had been booted out from CPAC and uh, uh, the funny thing, uh, it was actually Steve Luckner over at uh, RSBN that uh, discovered this while he was um, uh, conducting a a live stream breaking news and he went to to Breitbart's uh, front page and um, there was not one single story about uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, which is uh, an editor, uh, no less, on Breitbart. So, uh, you know, I think this is a a controversial uh, story around uh, Milo. And, I mean, he's a provocateur, and he he doesn't hide that he's a provocateur. He he openly admits that. And uh, I watched this... um, uh, clip in question uh, about uh, him being uh, allegedly being pro uh, pedophilia 
and uh, what the guy is doing is really is is uh, discussing uh, this as a, a philosophical idea. And I mean, uh, under the uh, the uh, First Amendment, he he should have every right to discuss it uh, as a philosophical idea. And he never promotes uh, pedophilia. Uh, and he says that um, well, the law is uh, okay uh, as far as the the age of uh, consent. So I find it a little bit uh, worrying if uh, this means that um, that Breitbart is uh, that there were some rumors that he might actually be fired over this, which is totally if ridiculous. Do, if they do that, Breitbart will be ruined. Yeah. I mean, he is uh, no doubt a big star, and I mean, Breitbart should be behind him uh, with all they got uh, in this. Um, Especially when you look what he said. I mean, if you look what he said, there's two storylines, and then there's the fake news line. But the, hmm. the two storylines, as he explains, uh, or, or he talks about or references uh, himself being molested as a child, as, a, as an underage hmm. teenager hmm. or whatever. And then he, he, he speaks, he, he said that he used the wrong terminology. And I understand what he meant, too. I mean, he, he's talking about young men. He called them boys. Mm. He, meant, mm. he meant young men that confide in older men because they don't have, they can't confide in their own father or, or their own families. And they took this thing. And, and, of course, where it came from, it came from the blaze. That's the first. I saw it last night. Okay. I saw it before, before my show last night. Mm. But I wasn't going to say anything about it because we were trying to vet it as the show was going on, and I wasn't going to bring it up. But then today, uh, you have the at first it, it it surprised me initially that he was even invited to CPAC because of all the curmudgeons and all the never Trump types and mm. John McCain types that are associated with CPAC. Mm. So I thought I thought no way something's funny here. I figured Matt Schlapp did it and and he did it under the radar or something and. and and then as soon as it happened, boy, they dumped on him. They dumped on him immediately, disinvited him. I mean, being this is the reason. And and if the guy is guilty, which I don't think he is. I, you read it. I read it. I listened to him talk on RSBN about it. And to me, he missed. He, he chose words a little carelessly. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. If that's but, not uh, the case, if that's not the case, then I'll slam the guy too. But the, to me, that's the case. Absolutely, because uh, I am. I am absolutely. Uh, uh, I mean, he he is uh, he is busted. Like uh, I think it was three pedophiles in his career as a right, journalist. Exactly. So exactly. so it's uh, it's not like uh, uh, it's not like he's supporting them. And uh, he, I think he was pretty clear about it. Well, he uses the the term boy perhaps uh, uh, a little carelessly, but. I mean, I don't think Milo cares. He's a provocateur, and uh, you know, if uh, he comes uh, off skewed in a sentence, he he uses that uh, at a later occasion. But uh, what I find interesting in this is that, uh, like you say, that CPAC invited him in the first place as a keynote speaker. And, uh, well, we should be careful with delving into conspiracy theories, but... Uh, uh, could it be possible that he was actually invited as a keynote speaker in order to create uh, this commotion to well, to it's get? Possible. Uh, it's, it's possible. And the thing is, is when I listen to him 
on RSBN, apparently this video has been out for a year. So they waited until right before CPAC. Exactly. Dude, I, exactly. I, 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 I don't know about the conspiracy theory, but I do know that this is one of the reasons why people can't stand Republicans is because they throw their mates right off the freaking side mm. immediately. They don't waste any time doing it. This is a perfect example of it. We are losing our youth in academia, and you finally have a warrior that has gone onto the campuses and has a following. Mm. Now, to throw somebody like that over the over the the boat when you don't have when that's all you have that video, give me a break, man. I mean, and then Simon and Schuster rescinded his book deal. That's oh, really? That happened. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't get that. I've been busy with other things, but. Uh... That, that's the latest book deal? Yeah. It's called it's Dangerous, I think, or something like that. But um, it, it's, it's, it's unreal. It's unreal the way people um, do this. And they allow the left to just go through life being deviants, and, and nothing ever happens to any of them. But I, I don't think uh, I don't think that is uh, a big problem for for Milo because he is uh, he's uh, a brilliant marketer. So and he's got a really really tough brand. So he probably lives by the creed that all publicity is good publicity. And if he he wants to, I suppose he could start his own publishing company. So uh, I don't think that would be uh, a big minus for him. But it's the principle behind it all. Uh, like you say, they, I mean, I don't I don't understand what's go, uh, going on with the uh, Republicans and conservatives nowadays. And I I have a fear that the American conservatives are actually heading in the same direction as the European conservatives. And the European conservatives, they've... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For a couple of decades now, they've uh, they've taken the, the liberals' uh, route, so to speak, and... Uh, uh, been pro-immigration uh, without too many questions. Been pro-Islam, and uh, and there is actually a anti-Semitic wave rolling over Europe right now, and uh, a lot of that is coming from the European Conservative parties. And I'm really, really scared that the same thing is going to happen uh, in America because it will lead to all kinds of problems. Trust me. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, and, and I think that uh, really uh, I've heard that, uh, or how can I put this, that really Europe is go just going back uh, to the default position that they've had, uh, you know, before, for 70 years, for 70 years or so, uh, Europe was 
uh, in a situation where they weren't anti-Semitic after World War II. Uh, but before that, I mean, it seemed like the norm, even in America in, in some ways, that anti-Semitism was pretty much the default position. Uh, you know, that's unfortunate. But and now, like you said, it looks like it's starting to starting to roll back, and that's uh, that's unfortunate. I agree with you. I think Milo will be fine. Mm. I think that this is not going to work. That it's there's too many people. This guy connects with young kids, not in that way. He they like him. Mm, absolutely. You know, they, they, he's, he's, a, a, he's yeah. He's a, he's a megastar among uh, young people, uh, among millennials in general. He's a megastar. Uh, um, he's uh, he's well educated. He's uh, he is. Uh, extremely good in presenting his uh, his views and, and his ideas. And he's got a foot uh, in the door of academia, which is extremely important because what we're seeing now is, that is actually we're almost losing a battle in academia. Uh, you have uh, huge swaths of universities in America that has been bought by the Saudis, by uh, other uh, Arabic uh, influential investors. Uh, you have, for decades now, you have uh, had an infiltration of really radical leftists uh, in academia. And, and the, the result of that is becoming quite apparent. The conservative uh, clubs in American universities, they're, they're really, they're battling uphill right now when they let him do anything i mean but mm. yeah you're right it's something now uh, what i'd like to get into here uh something happened last night or actually yesterday and then into in or saturday and into into sunday uh, donald trump made some remarks uh at a rally and the media all you know and i know we've been talking about it for a while i've been talking about it for years uh, the media the massive media cover up of the global jihad and all its different uh, flavors. Mm. And Sweden uh, was mentioned by the president. And these news organizations came down just just so unbelievably, uh, untruthfully, made it look like he didn't know what he was talking about, like he was some kind of idiot. They do this to every conservative. They did it to Ronald Reagan. They did it to George W. Bush. They did it to George H.W. Bush, uh, hmm. and they're doing it to Donald Trump. Donald Trump was so spot on. I was so furious with this. We talked last night, and I said, let's uh, let's drive this point home on the program tonight because he is the first president that gets it, Norway, the first one Absolutely. that I've seen, and I could play you tapes of George W. Bush praising Islam, and, and, and it just, uh, after they blew our, our buildings up, hmm. and this guy finally gets it, and it's a breath of fresh air. And we're going to talk about tonight how absolutely hell on earth it has become for a Swedish person in their own country. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, sometimes I have to pinch myself and ask, is this really our neighboring country? I, well, I, I went to Sweden uh, back in uh, a couple of months ago, but uh, not to the really populated areas. It was actually in the mountains to... They got cheap meat, you know. <laughs> so, so uh, 
cheap meat and cheap cheap alcohol. So it's uh, it's quite common for Norwegians to to go shopping, and there's a quite big uh, uh, leak of capital uh, in that respect to to Sweden. But uh, to go into the more populated areas in Sweden, no thanks, not anymore. Now, what he said was he said that he saw this on because he was challenged immediately. And he said he saw something on Fox News and everybody denied everything. Uh, and, and, you know, there was an interview on Tucker Carlson uh, by uh, Ed Henry of a guy named Ami Horowitz. Uh, and he's actually uh, produced a documentary, Sweden is Now Europe's Official Rape Capital. This is brought to you from the conservative treehouse and Sundance. President Trump made a comment during his rally on Saturday about Sweden and something he noted on Friday the evening prior. President Trump was talking about the refugee crisis and his strict immigration proposals called extreme vetting. We've got to keep our country safe, he said. You look at what's happening in Germany. You look at what's happening last night in Sweden. Sweden! Who would believe this? Sweden! They took in large numbers. They're having problems like they never thought possible. You look at what's happening in Brussels. You look at what's happening all over the world. Take a look at Nice. Take a look at, at Paris. Uh, and, you know, then they come around and they they act like nothing ever happened. Like the guy's crazy. They're trying to keep a lid on this. And it's enough to drive you nuts. Let's say good evening to Hickory uh, from Florida. Good evening, Hickory. What's on your mind? Yeah, Hickory. This is Hickory, Norway, and... Uh... Hutch, uh, you know, I'm, uh, Hutch, I, I, you're like the, the talk show host I agree with 95% of the time. Okay, here comes um, that 5%. <laughs> here comes that 5%. I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I'm better than having a 3% after you, man. <laughs> but, What's uh, up? You know, hey, you know, you said that uh, if uh, if they get rid of Milo, uh, Breitbart's going to go down. Well, let me tell you what, Breitbart handled a big tidal wave when Andrew Breitbart went down, and they stayed there. They didn't go nowhere. But even so, uh, when Steve Bannon was running it, and he did not release the information that they're still holding, that Andrew Breitbart was talking about, the pedophile information that goes across the international boundaries. Right, you know, and I mean, uh, I, think, I think that's one of the things uh, yeah, that if... if if you look at the timeline, if you look at the timeline of of, of uh, Glenn Beck's uh, yeah, career well, yeah. and how it went, he had that information well, too. Well, Bannon, Bannon, you know, he right there. I said, man, he he just knuckled under, but no, uh, he was really good the way that he handled it, and it was handled properly. And even though it hasn't come out fully, but I know what you're saying about Glenn Beck. It's the same with Dennis Kucinich. He got on Obama's plane and come out MK Ultra, man. You know, like somebody got to Glenn Beck. You're exactly right. I don't know what yeah. they did to him, but hey, I've suffered the same thing that he did uh, back in uh, in like 2010, 2011. I'd worked so hard, Hutch. I had zero adrenal gland activity. I had uh, cadmium, uh, uranium 235 lead, and also elevated uh, levels of aluminum. Now, I, I know a lot of that came from when I was in the Marine Corps, but when you couple that with uh, zero adrenal gland activity, it'll take you right out, man. I had I had nothing left. I was about worked to death. 
And that's what happened to Beck. But here's the thing, Hutch. I've seen Glenn Beck on a bar stool in the 1980s, man. And he wasn't a nice guy. But that uh, right part, you know, he he was something. Uh, nice. he, he'd been through a lot, and he came out the other end looking good. So, uh, I mean, I hope there's a place in heaven for him. Now, when, when, when Milo gets up there in college campuses and starts talking his homosexual stuff to those kids that are in school, you know, there's a place for him and the people like him, and it's a real dark corner of hell. So, well, I mean, you know, I, I, you know free, speech, free speech is not, the First Amendment is not that guy from Ohio, what's his name, the porn guy, Larry Flint. You know, First yeah. Amendment ain't Larry Flint, and it ain't Milo uh, Jankonopoulos, you know? Well, the thing about it is, and I have to agree with you on the, on the explicit things that he says, but I don't think that's why he's at the campus. I think I've, I've seen him bring something up like that when they called on him about something, and I didn't like the way he answered it. But if you look at the, 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 the meat and potatoes of what he's talking about, uh, nobody else is doing that. These kids are getting programmed. All this queer stuff came out of the British Empire, the royal family, and uh, the, the Brits and their boarding schools and stuff like that. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of these people out there. And, but in the United States, it's only about three or four percent of the population when you get down to it. And they keep trying to recruit, and they keep trying to recruit. And, 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 and he's a recruit for the ones who want to be conservative and gay. And it's, it's just a, a wretched lifestyle. The Greeks and the Romans, they, uh, they had uh, the open homosexualities, uh, sexuality in, in their societies. All of Europe is full of royal families who have been doing their dalliances for so long they have forgotten what it's like to, to have more than uh, uh, their share of love in their life. There is no love there. And so, therefore, it just uh, ultimately segues into the prophecy uh, of the end times, and their love will grow cold. Okay, but uh, a quick uh, question here, uh, yeah. uh, Hickory, Hickory. Do you believe that uh, one can be persuaded to become homosexual, or do you think it's uh, genetic? Well, I don't know. Uh, was Patty Hearst persuaded to become uh, a Symbionese Black Liberation Army, or when the FBI came rolling in, she says, I'll go with you. What exactly did that mean, you know? <laughs> okay, but uh, then, 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 then you're saying that, that you can be you know, what, persuaded what, 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 through the lifestyle. No, no, no. Persuasion in the, in the German style with mass uh, drugging and hypnosis and torture, well, yeah, you might be able to get somebody to go like that, but I'm telling you what. Persuasion is not what it is. What we were talking here is a sin before God. And, you know, it's God that judges. See, you know, we're different than you. We were founded on Christianity here. We were made under a Christian government. You and the serfs that still live in Europe, the old serfs, that's what you are. You're subjects to crowns. We're a sovereign nation. All right. Well, thanks for calling, Hickory. I appreciate it. 
Uh, let's welcome Carrie to the program. Carrie from Florida also. Uh, good evening, Carrie. What's on your mind? Well, just uh, I just wanted to quickly answer Mr. Norway's question. Uh, you, you are not persuaded. We are all, you, me, we, are made in the image of our Creator. We are three-part beings. We have a spirit, which is what lives forever. We have a soul. Man calls it a mind, which is the decision-making process. And we have a body, the flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Just like just like your Creator is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Okay? Now, yes, absolutely. we choose where we go. So there is no there is no homosexual gene. It's a lifestyle choice. They are choosing to be perversion. And you cannot Milo whatever the guy's last name is, he is a fake he is a fraud. He is playing conservatives simply for attention and for money. And now he got his feelings hurt because he made himself out to he's made himself out to be a victim. Mr. Bailey, you just make you just said the mainstream media's biggest downfall is making themselves a story. That's all Milo does is no, make himself a story. Does. That's not well, all Milo does. I'm, look, you cannot. You have you can, ever have you ever seen a presentation, Carrie? Have you ever really seen a sir, full presentation, I d- sir? I'm not. Look, I am not. Simple question. Uh, no, because so I go. can't get past. Mm-hmm. I cannot get past. I cannot well, get past. And the, that's fine. The the- Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dildo. That's Sitting fine. right there. And I cannot get past the fact the man is living a lie. He is mocking his creator. If the man is so confused. That's a different that, story. That, that he, saying, no, it's not, Mr. It, it Bailey. Is, it is, it is the it, basis for everything. How in the world can you call someone who is living a lie, who is telling a lie, living a lie, how can you call them conservative? I didn't call them conservative. Uh, that's what you're solved. That's why you, that's why you support him. Then why do you support him, Mr. Bailey? Because he is promoting freedom of speech on college campuses. Uh, okay. And he's, and he's doing a bang up job about it. Kerry, here is a challenge. Take, uh, one, take any Milo Yiannopoulos and you find scores of them on, on YouTube. Take one speech he's making and uh get past this uh i think his uh his uh his homo jokes are pretty lame <laughs> but he's a, but he's a provocateur and get past that get to what he is arguing for i mean the that's, man that's is just, really, just uh, stop right there 
You just you just defined who and what he is. He's a provocateur, an mm-hmm. agitator, and he wants to argue. Christians now, don't argue. He, Christians he, don't argue. The only one that wants to argue is the lie, is the one that wants to create paradoxical situations, the ones that do not want any solutions to any problems because they are turning and running away from the truth. And again, sir, if you cannot, you cannot put righteousness into an unrighteous vessel. And that's what we're seeing. This is a move of Almighty God. And these fakes and frauds like Milo, if these fakes and frauds like Milo, all they're doing is hijacking, because it's happened in the church. They've hi- they're hijacking the movement for their own gain. And I'm just going to okay. leave it there. Uh, yeah, well, I have uh, to dis- on that point, I have to disagree with you, Kay. I, I think uh, Milo is doing a fantastic job, and he's, uh, he's really in the battlefield in one of the most difficult arenas in our societies, namely the, the academia, academic... Uh, um, Again, uh, you're, talk- uh, you're talking... You are talking... Yeah, but, you you're talking about... Yeah, but listen, listen, Kerry. Listen, in <laughs> academia... In academia, you have uh, a big problem because in academia, people have bought into a political correct uh, way of thinking. And the only way to, I mean, Milo does it brilliantly because everybody in, you know, the socialists, uh, the, the liberals in these uh, academic the societies. Deviants. <laughs> the deviants. The real deviants. They are. They, they what are do you academic. think a homosexual they, is, sir? It's a deviant. Listen, listen, listen. listen. They are claiming they are for the blacks. They are claiming they are for gays. They're claiming they're for all kinds of minorities in order to suck their vote out, right? And here comes this gay person that says, well, why are you not for me? Why are you not for my free And again, all that, is, all that is, is, is just creating a scene. He's making it all about him. You just said it. Why are you not for No, 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 absolutely not. He's making it about the issues, but he's using himself to break the ice, to show how exactly. phony the liberals are on the left side. Okay, if you want, if you really want, um, if you really want to state that case, if that's your case, I've seen a lot of his speeches. So, if, well, if you really no, want to make you, that, if you, if, wanna, you, if you want to argue from this point, at least see one of his speeches, please. At least uh, one of his speeches. Because it's a good debate. I, you well, are, I, you're I, asking, I, Mr. Norway, you're asking me to lower my standards. Is what you're asking me to do? Oh, no, I'm asking you to have an open mind. You know. All right. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna agree to disagree. Thanks for calling, Gary. Appreciate. Thanks yeah. Thank you, Mr. Daly. Call, call, call back again. Yeah. All right. So it's a, a divisive issue, issue yeah. to say it the is. least. And it is. And, and I have to. I had to. I had to do what you said. I had to get past it and just look at it. And enough on that. Uh, we'll see what happens. And, and my comment, Hickory. I wanted to get back to something. My comment that that Breitbart is done uh, if they drop it wasn't so much 
about Milo as it was if he did something against the company, mm. then that's one thing. But you don't drop people like that and continue to have a loyal following. I mean, I'm not I'm tired of that. That's mm. the old Republican Party that couldn't win a damn thing because they drop everybody that, that gets any kind of controversy on them. Absolutely. Uh, and and it's, uh, after all, it's a, it's a question of, of the First Amendment. It's a question of free speech, which, which after all, is the foundation of, of all Western democracies. Absolutely. Now, I want to get back a little bit uh, to Sweden and this interview. Tucker Carlson interviewed Emmy Horowitz, a documentary filmmaker, who has recently spent a great deal of time investigating Sweden and the current hidden refugee crisis. I think this is a time, Norway, where maybe we can get this problem on the map. You know, this mm. is something that Americans need to know about. I mean, when you look at, if you go online uh, or go to publications in Europe and you look at the photojournalism uh, of these victims in Scandinavia, it's not just Sweden, but I think Oslo is, is really bad. Mm, absolutely. Uh, but uh, you look at the pictures of these women, they brutalize them. They don't just rape them. They beat them within an inch of their life. Yeah, well, uh, if you if you read some of the stories in uh, in the Quran, how uh, Muhammad treated uh, the sex slaves and his men treated the sex slaves, uh, they took. Uh, I don't find it very surprising, and um, uh, the the fact of the matter is that um, uh, there is a. Very important principle in uh, in Islam that uh, that's called Usfa Hasana, which means that uh, Muslims are to model their life after Muhammad. And uh, as you pointed out several times earlier in this show, uh, uh, there is a dualism in uh, in Islam. You have the actually you have. The, the Quran is, uh, is split in two. You have the Mecca part and the Medina part. And, uh, and the Mecca part uh, is, uh, well, it's actually a lot of plagiarisms from, from the, the Torah and uh, the Bible. Uh, but uh, other than that, it's quite peaceful. And uh, after uh, having uh, tried to convin it, convince and people... There's only one reason. There's only one reason it was peaceful. And that was because they didn't have enough people to win. They didn't have enough people. They were like uh, 100, 120, um, 100, 120 uh, followers. And, um, and uh, of course, it wasn't enough to, to take the city, but they were actually kicked out. They, didn't, they weren't executed or anything, even though they, they destroyed other deities in, in Mecca. But uh, they were eventually kicked out and... Uh, uh, and this is very important because that was in year in the year 622. So now you 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 might wonder why why isn't the Islamic calendar why doesn't why isn't year zero for them why isn't that the birth of Muhammad or something like that no no it's 622 in 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 our calendar it's, the year 622 is the Hijra which uh, was the time when, when they left Mecca and, and went to Medina. And, and the real, well, they used, uh, they used a couple of years where they, they uh, mugged the caravans uh, in the desert, the caravans uh, in between, that went in between the, the cities uh, in, in Arabia. 
uh, to gather money and people. And then they went uh, on to uh, Medina and uh, they uh, executed all the the Jewish uh, citizens and then they enslaved anyone that didn't want to follow them. And that's, uh, and you know, women, they were... They were uh, taken as slaves, uh, sex slaves. Uh, women, children, uh, and boys, they were um, adopted by Muslim families to become soldiers. So that's the, the story, the headlines of the story. And this is the Uswa Hazana. So people are supposed to, Muslims are supposed to follow this, uh, this pattern. That is not to say that all Muslims uh, goes into a Medina phase uh, in their life, but the ideology is certainly there, and 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 a lot of these rape cases are based in the view of the woman in Islam. I've actually heard stories of of women in Canada that have adopted Muslim male children, and by the time they were eleven and twelve, they had to turn them back in. They were terrified of them. I mean, they just don't treat women well at all. It's something else. Mm. Uh, but let's uh, let's go uh, to something from the Gatestone Institute, and let's uh, look a little bit at life for a, an immigrant in Sweden. And this is brought to us by Nima Golam Alipur. From the perspective of a poor migrant, the cash Sweden gives to all who come seems a lot of money without working a single day to get it. This makes Sweden a paradise for the migrants of the world who do not want to work. The Swedish taxpayer pays for this party. Recently, the city of Malmo bought 268 apartments so newly arrived migrants would have a roof over their head. But at the same time, Swedish citizens in Malmo have to wait more than three years in line to rent an apartment. While Swedish taxpayers are forced to fund all these benefits for migrants, the migrants do not have to adapt to the Swedish way of living. In 2015, the proportion of rapes where the police actually found the suspect was 14%. In 86% of the rapes, the rapist got away. It needs to become clear that the responsibility for becoming integrated into Swedish society rests entirely on the newly arrived migrants. Migrants who do not receive a residence permit must go home or somewhere else. Now, if you look at 2016... Sweden received 28,900 asylum seekers. Sweden's a predominantly Christian country in Northern Europe, and yet most asylum seekers to Sweden came from three Muslim countries in the Middle East. Syria, 5,400. Afghanistan, 2,900. And Iraq, 2,700. Why is it that people from all these three Muslim countries choose to cross Europe to come to Sweden? What is it that Sweden offers that attracts people from the other side of the world. Uh, so you look at some of these questions, and you can refer to this in the show notes links. It's a very lengthy uh, dissertation. Uh, Gatestone Institute puts these on for different countries in Europe, and they go uh, extensively into what the Islamic migration or invasion uh, has done to these countries. And it's really, uh, it's, it's really quite stunning. I, I can't believe uh, that, for instance, I can't believe Angela Merkel hasn't been hung yet. <laughs> I'm serious. You look at what's yeah, going on yeah. in Germany. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, sometimes I I wonder if if uh, Germans are stupid, simply stupid. I have a lot of German friends and and even family, and uh, 
Well, it seems like they're they're walking around in a daze, and they're. I feel that some of this is like uh, an inheritance from from uh, the Second World War. Where, uh, well, actually, they they've been guilty of starting two world wars, so now they're uh, uh, they're they're even afraid to breathe. Uh, but some some Germans have woken up, and and you, but you don't hear hear about it in the media. But in uh, especially in Dresden, but other also other cities for a couple of years now, there have been uh, marches with which uh, uh, with uh, hundreds, well, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people uh, from this organization called the Pegida. I don't know if you heard about it. I, I have, and as soon as they come out, they they compare them to the Nazis and everything else. Absolutely, and these are peaceful people, and uh, and actually you. You find people from uh, from all walks of life and from uh, from left to right on the political spectrum that all agree that uh, the Islamic uh, invasion is intolerable and has to be stopped. Uh, now, now, just back a little bit uh, toward the Mecca and Medina reference. Um, what they do when they're uh, accomplishing their Islamic jihad or their immigration jihad, rather. Uh, is they tend to act the same way uh, with that. In other words, when they're in a country and their numbers aren't strong enough uh, to really affect any change, then they, although they don't integrate or assimilate, they, they ghettoize themselves in places. But uh, what they do uh, is they will act in the Mecca fashion peacefully until they have enough numbers, and then you start seeing what's happening in France. Let's welcome 502, area code 502. What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, Hutch, Norway. Good evening, this is Roger from San Antonio. Um, Good evening, I, Roger. Hey, Norway. Uh, how are y'all doing? Doing fine, Roger. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, well, yeah, I mean, the whole Milo thing, and, and I'm, I'm completely with you and Norway. Uh, I mean, it, this is, you know, when the country is in flames and, and everything that Trump is trying to do, they're trying to oppose and work sitting here trying to come up with, you know, true conservatism. Well, this is, you know, it's got to be about pragmatic conservatism, and, and we, can't, we can't let this divide us. So, so mm. you all are spot on. Um, I just wanted to give a quick perspective um, about this whole women, uh, especially um, non-Islamic, white, Christian women, and Islam, the whole, uh, how that's the, the psychology behind that. Um, I grew up in India. Um, and I grew up with a lot of Muslim friends. I, I actually, I, I, uh, around 16 or 17 years, I was really curious. I wanted to see what's going on in these mosques. So I had a full time, you know, I transformed myself into a Muslim and been to many mosques, especially uh, on Friday prayers, uh, Juma prayers. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you have to actually, and I can't imagine why we don't have more surveillance from the inside of what actually goes on. Um, it, what, what happens there is, yeah, you go in, you wash your feet and your hands and behind your ears, uh, as dictated um, by the Sunnah. You go in, you do your prayer, which is, you say the Kalma, that there's no God but Allah, and uh, Muhammad is his messenger, and then, uh, and then you walk out. And then there's only three topics that they talk about uh, on a Friday Juma prayer. The first is... Where are all the Muslims in the world being oppressed, and how do we fight back? Number two, 
how can we destroy Israel? I mean, I don't know what, uh, what a Muslim in, in somewhere in southern India has anything to do with some guy in, in Palestine, but that's what we talk about. And the third thing is, these imam guys, the guys in the long beards, the, the ugly, you know, intentionally ugly-looking uh, uh, old guys, they pick out young men from, from the congregation, and they pull them aside, and I've actually heard this with my own ears. Nine oh seven. Turn your turn your radio down. Go ahead, Roger. Yeah. So they they pull them aside and they say they pull uh, they get the um, this uh, this makes you understand what the whole uh, Rotterdam and all of these sex attacks the 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 causative factor for this is they groom them not even before they get to Europe. They pull them aside and, and hmm. they tell them, you know what? You're the kind of, uh, you have the looks that the white Christian women like. So here's what you need to do. You need to plan to do the hijra. And that's where it starts. That becomes their mission. You, you don't hmm. have to do anything in life. Don't, don't worry about grades in school, nothing. This is your goal, is to go there and get a, uh, it's called, and, and uh, it, uh, it actually has a name. Uh, it's a, there's a term called love jihad. And that is uh, make, uh, convince a woman to fall in love with you convert her, and, and then you, that way you destroy the will of the men of, of the host nation, in, in most cases, uh, non-Islamic, white, Christian hmm. nation. So that's where the, all, the origins of this, uh, uh, that's where it all starts. So I just wanted to share that perspective, and, and uh, thank you all very much, and God bless you all. God bless you, Hutch, and God bless you, uh, Norway. Hey, Roger, thanks, thanks for calling. Thanks for don't, let it, don't let it be the last time you call. Oh, it's a, it's a it's a great call. It's a really great call, and Absolutely. and uh, and, uh, and Roger has a very important point with uh, the so-called uh, uh, love jihad, uh, and and really it it is uh, demoralizing for the men in the host nation when this happens. So it's uh, it's an extremely important uh, point when you're talking Sweden here and and the rape statistics. Absolutely, nine oh seven. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, what's going on? My name's Will, calling you from the great state of Alaska and the lovely city of Fairbanks. What's going on, Norway for Trump? Good evening, Will. So, cool, man. Hey, so a couple of things that I, I kind of want to talk about. Um, the, the problem that I've always noticed with Islam when it comes to this Swedish rape uh, phenomenon is kind of the nature of the religion, right? So I think it's, an under, it's important to understand that jihad proceeds in stages, and there's really three stages to jihad. And Muhammad is pretty clear in the Quran and the Hadith, especially Saudi al-Bukhari, as he described this. Like, I always remind people that, hey, um, keep in mind, Muhammad preached for 33 years, and he didn't read and write, so uh, a lot of things that he wrote down as prescribed by God, right, in the Quran uh, mm. are contradictory. So in Islam, they, de they developed this concept of this doctrine called abrogation. So basically, anything that was said later in the Quran trumps anything that contradicts it earlier. So this is the big mm. difference between the Meccan period and the Medinan period in the Quran, right? So and they're, they're, the even, they're even slicker than that. They're even slicker than that because the imams that come on Fox News talk about the pre-abrogation verses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a tactic to, to read uh, uh, verses that uh, effectively have been abrogated. 
Yeah, and I, I thought, you know, obviously that's the Takiya concept, right, where you play fast and loose with the theology to try and get the truth. But I think one of the most important things that I tell folks, like, uh, the one thing I love about Islam and the Hadiths and the Quran is they're very, very straightforward, right? When it comes to spousal abuse, right, there's a, there's a passage in the Quran, or excuse me, in the Hadith, where Rafa's wife wants a divorce, right? And Aisha, remember, Aisha is Muhammad's number one mm-hmm. wife, he's just his favorite. He says... All 13 uh, years. Yeah, she says, yeah, right? She says, from nine, age nine on, right? She says, uh, I have not seen any women suffer as much as the believing woman. Look, her skin is greener than her clothes, right? Applying how badly her husband beat her, you know? So uh, it's funny that even Muhammad's wife, uh, you know, one of his most favorite wife, comments throughout Islamic sources on how mm. badly Muslim women are, be- are are being treated by their own men and their religion. Right? And, of course, this is condoned by Muhammad because, obviously, she can't get a divorce from the guy because he beats the crap out of her because, uh, you know, she says not-so-nice things about him. So. Well, Will, I want to thank you for calling. Don't uh, let it be the last time. We're running out of time here. But thanks for calling. Yeah, but uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, see you. Everyone. See you, Will. Uh, that's right. Uh, you hear from time to time uh, Aisha pop up in these stories. And uh, and uh, I feel that, well, she was actually married to Muhammad when she was six. So uh, right. when we when we're talking pedophilia. He held, uh, he held off, though. He held off for a while. Yeah, for, for three years until she was <laughs> nine. Yeah. Freaking so, savages. Uh, yeah, it's uh, amazing. But uh, Aisha, she pops up uh, now and then with, uh, with commentaries. Uh, uh, and um, also when, when uh, Mohammed goes to marry again, uh, she comments something along the line that uh, uh, your God is... is quick in granting you wishes because you know he he got commands that he had to take more than one wife so um but um in the end when uh, muhammad died uh, she was uh, she didn't help hold back in in uh, in grabbing power so well i guess uh, all these years with muhammad got to her in the end yeah i guess now is sweden on the brink it seems that their police force is pushed to the breaking point by all this recent violence and this uh, migrant influx. Uh, have you heard anything about that? I know you were speaking about grenade attacks almost weekly, and uh, how's the police force holding up, I wonder? Well, the police force isn't holding up uh, very good anymore. Uh, I know for fact, I, I know a Norwegian police officer, which uh, he was fired from his job for for making a private comment about uh, the the former socialist uh, democrat uh, uh, prime minister Jens Stoltenberg so he was fired from the job but uh, he he has some some contacts with uh, his swedish uh, colleagues and uh, i know for a fact that uh, several of them uh, has uh, have actually quit their jobs because it's intolerable they don't have enough resources and uh, when we're talking about rape here, this is interesting because I came across uh, several articles when I uh, I did some research for for this show, and uh, and uh, foreign reporters have been asking Swedish author- authorities. First of all, they they want to see the, the the real rape statistics, which they've been asking for for years, and uh, oddly enough, they they're re- really reluctant in handing out these uh, these rape um, statistics. But the really crazy point is that <laughs> uh, 
they they actually defend the high rape statistics with that with the they claim that Sweden is uh, has such a big focus on on uh, on uh, rapes that that's the reason why they have such a high number, which is utter bullshit. Because uh, <laughs> there are there are several stories popping up that women get raped and they don't dare report it because they get no protection from the police and and oftentimes they're not uh, taken serious. So uh, Donald Trump, he was on the money. He was again right and. The mainstream media, they can just kiss their hind and get out of here because they this is fabricated news. And I get so pissed off uh, by the way they always skew, skew news and produce lies. So Donald Trump was right, period. He was, absolutely. And, and you know, don't forget the statistic that I cited earlier. 86% of the rapists got away. But Sweden's taking care of it. They got everything under control, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah. The Swedish library has banned a factual book on immigration, says the contents are contrary to human rights. So that's uh, all going to go well. Uh, Unbelievable. Uh, The the suicidal aspect of this is the hard... In my country, too. The suicidal aspect of it just blows my mind. When I see Mm -hmm. lesbians for Islam, it just drives me nuts. (laughs) uh, (laughs) It's the world we're living in. It's the world we're living in. Hey, I want to thank everybody for listening live. Thanks to everybody that called in, whether you agree with us or not. Uh, Thanks to everybody listening to the podcast. Stay tuned for the Wayne Dupree program on RSBN or on Spreaker. We miss Jacob Seals tonight. However, tomorrow night we have a a special guest from Iran, a woman that was uh, uh, brutalized over there. She's going to come on the program. I don't have her name because I thought Jacob was going to be on the show and I was going to let him do the intros to her. However, uh, stop by tomorrow at 7.55. We had to change the schedule in case you stopped in at 8 and we were already underway because we're cutting out a little early so I can make the transition over to the television show. Norway, how can people get in touch with you on social media, sir? Twitter and Gab, at Norway for Trump, and that's uh, with the number four in between. And uh, I want to say uh, special thanks to all the uh, RSBN family members that uh, came by tonight to listen to our show. Thank you very much. Um, God's, uh, st- stay safe and, and God bless. Thank you, Norway. Always appreciate it. You're up late tonight. Uh, I'm Hutch Bailey Jr. on Facebook and Gab, and I just went on Gab and followed all the followers, followed them back and everything. I haven't been on there for a while. I'll try to fix that. I'm Berg's Eye View on Twitter. Uh, Thanks to everybody for letting us into your life for one hour. God bless.